0: Good afternoon, everybody. It's writer Carlton Holden uh, coming to you guys with a new episode. Uh, on today, I'm going to be reading from uh, one of my favorite uh, books that I've written to this date. In fact, I would say the most important book I've ever written, and it's uh, it's called Genocide Rwanda, which translates uh, to the Genocidaires of Rwanda. And the Genocidaires they were the ones committing genocide, uh, whether they were Hutu or Tutsi, and. Just to set up the reading, uh, it takes place with my main characters, uh, the children. Uh, my main character is Saro, uh, who is Tutsi, and uh, also her um, her friends uh, Pasteur, uh, Gaju, and also Fiston. And they're all outside. They have just been playing hide and seek. When a truck pulls up full of the inter which were uh, the... Um, Paramilitary uh, uh, groups of individuals who were out to uh, kill and you know, target and kill uh, Tutsi or anybody who were sympathizers of the uh, the Tutsi at that time. And also, uh, what the twist is: uh, the most famous singer, or uh, I would say, at that time, uh, Simon Bikindi happens to be uh, with those killers on the back of this truck, giving a hate-filled speech to uh, rile up all the Hutus to hunt out and kill uh, the Tutsi. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the reading, guys. And again, this is taken from my book, Junosidera, Rwanda. A throng of men, women, and children encircled an eggplant-colored pickup full of young men wearing fluorescent rainbow-colored wigs, shirts with red, green, blue, yellow, and black designs, dark sunglasses, and other hooligan and dingy clothes with clubs full of nails on the ends, machetes, and farming hose with broad blades and splintered short handles. The kids paid more attention to the shiny, black, bald, and strapping guy holding the microphone and speaking with vigor and passion through a loudspeaker sitting on the lower tailgate, showing rusty spots where the paint chipped. He wiped sweat between his words with a handkerchief showcasing the same colors as the mob shirts. Simon Bikindi, no ways, Feaston said to his sorrow, Pasteur and Gaju with a wide mouth. They bounced up and down with blissful giddiness and ran to the outskirts of the crowd. Bikindi ranted with jets of spit, arcing each way he turned. Are you killing yet? You can't spare any of those traitors in Zoka, no. Those snake Tutsis want to take power from us majority Hutu, those RPF traitors and their friends, even our own soft Hutu brothers, but they will not succeed ever again. The Belgians and Germans exalted them and they gladly accepted power over us when they came from Abyssinia and sneaked into our country. They stole our jobs, the best places in secondary school from our children, ran the banks and herded cattle while we hard-working Hutu farm the land. This is why I sing, rise, my dear Hutu brothers, rise. Look everywhere possible and find those sneaky cockroaches with their noses in the air at us. In Yenzi, you can't hide, Hutu power. Hutu power, said the Hutus in the throng, wagging their handkerchiefs and jumping around with wild eyes and toothy pronouncements of allegiance to the the cause. Any Tutsi skulked to their homes with downcast faces. Some looked in the faces of the Interahamwe mob on the truck and bikinis, Rwanda's most famous singer, who whisked off with the mob pumping their fists and weapons to the, the beat of one of his hate filled songs toward the Tutsis. Tuasasareye, that upheld Hutu power and bade farewell to their colonial rule over Hutu. Isaro went in her yard in silence. Fiston stayed in the, in the road. We have to go, Isaro, Gaju said. It's getting dark. See you tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Isaro hugged him and everyone's eyes glazed over. Fiston watched but turned down the hilly road for his house, toying, grappling with instantaneous contempt. For his playmates. Isaro, Gaju, and Pasteur cast an eye at him, trembling in parting ways with an indescribable trepidation. Their friendship as a melee of Hutu and Tutsi wobbled just as their legs on their way back in their homes. Bikini let them down, and his diatribe made Fiston resolve to follow his example. They braced themselves for something new and horrifying. In their 12 years, in the picturesque, enveloping thousand hills of Rwanda, no adult had to tell them, pandemonium awaited them. Uh, guys, once again, that was taken from my book, Genocide Rwanda. As always, you can catch, you can buy my books on Amazon. You can follow my uh, on an Amazon nearest you. You can find my website, uh carlton writer, and again on an Amazon nearest you around the world. Thank you for your support listening to my podcast and I do hope you enjoyed this excerpt from my book Genocide Rwanda.